1: Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoked podcast, take two for the night. Maybe take two out of two, but maybe two out of three. I'm your host, Alex, joined by the one and only Holt Smash and also the one and only tenor, Mr. Tender King of Memphis, Mr. J.B. Mr. Brooks. J.B. Brooks, can you hear me out there?
2: Yes, I hear you loud and clear. How are you, Alex? <laughs>
1: Man, you got your you got your podcast voice on. We're all thankful for that. Um, oh,
3: I we, see that you still haven't replaced your smoke detector battery. Uh, here we are, like two months later.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I figured. I figured I would leave it in because uh, it's. I. I. You know, I got people DMing me on my personal Twitter and saying like, "It just it's nice little background music." It's kind of like they want to put it into like the Starbucks music playlist.
3: Uh, yeah, I bet. Well, maybe, uh, you know, I know times are tough over there, but maybe if you keep grinding at work and working hard, you can, uh, save up enough money to, to buy yeah. a, a battery one day. Hey,
1: hold, do you think, um, do you think I can afford it though? If my tenants pay me on the first? <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: yeah. yeah. You, you need to, uh, yeah, you definitely need to make sure that, uh, the people you're renting to pay you on time.
1: For everybody uh not laughing along with us here, this is take two. Uh we have a take one that um uh, well I guess play at the end of the show or not into the show, do blooper skit so you can listen to that if you really want to. But um I'm not saying it was the best intro ever, but it was a quality two or three minutes. Am I right, Holt?
3: Yeah, it was pretty good. It kinda sucked that uh J B kinda uh bugged out on us, but uh, uh so we had to start over. Food. He couldn't finish his food. I think that's the problem. Yeah, I think he was really just eating. Yeah. So let's do a quick rundown
1: of the show. Um, J B said again that this is gonna be a short show, but uh it's gonna be we proved we're gonna prove that wrong here because uh sometimes he can't hear us and then I just don't think he can uh stop talking sometimes whenever I give him the mic. But we'll see, J B. So we're gonna do a rundown at, which is us covering the NFL draft, uh probably for uh, 99% of the show, but we will take some time at the end for rapid fire and also share other news around the SEC and anything exciting that we've eaten over the weekend, which is where we left off, JB. So hopefully if I ask you one more time, where did you eat this weekend, um, you can answer and not bug out. So JB, you are balling on the budget, but did you eat anywhere exciting this weekend? Yeah, I did.
2: Uh, over the course of the week, I ate nothing. I just ate at home. Because, like you said, I'm balling on a budget, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to eat a little bit healthier. Yep. But uh, on the weekends, I uh, indulge a little bit. So, uh, we went to this place uh, called High Point Pizza in Memphis. It's mm. nestled in a uh, neighborhood in East Memphis. And let me tell you, it is some pretty damn good pizza. It's it's really good. Uh, I mean, it's not like – it doesn't blow me away, like, you know, the best pizza I ever had. But for Memphis pizza, it's solid. It's like a Neapolitan, hand toss style uh, kind of greasy a little bit on the greasy side it's, uh, when you bite into it you can definitely taste the greasy texture it's kind of almost like new york style but it's not as thin as a new york style pizza but cheese was uh, really good it was a little bit cheesy and uh, i like the marinara base that they had and i had sausage for my side and uh my girlfriend had just regular cheese for her half of the pizza we got a 16 inch pizza i ate my entire half and then one of her slices
1: so it was, it was, but we ate the entire pizza. It was really good, so no leftovers, no leftovers. you know, my girl is from New York, so we have different standards i think I think a lot of pizza that I eat is pretty good, or maybe I just don't have high standards for pizza, but she would um, disagree with a lot of pizza that we have that we eat um, sounds good, so like for instance uh, a lot of places in Memphis, which we haven't really been to any place any pizza place in Memphis, but she would just say like, oh, God, they're not that great, but she does like mellow mushroom. Do you like mellow mushroom, baby?
2: Yeah, Mellow Mushroom's fine. I mean it's I actually think this pizza I had, uh, was better than Mellow Mushroom. This isn't one of those make your own pizza places. Have you been to those before? Like no, Pirates? that it's no, it's not like Pyro's. This is a uh sit down kind of place. It's it's in a neighborhood, it's like a neighborhood shopping center. Really small, not a really big dining area, but it's got a little bit it has an outdoor patio that you can go out and sit on. They sell beer as well and they let you bring your own wine to this place too. And they got some pretty good appetizers. They got something called goat cheese fritters. Uh, I didn't order that, but uh It does not sound good. They looked it is it looked enticing. The pictures of it actually looked really good. It looks like mozzarella sticks. How and then another thing. Go ahead. Get, we did get one appetizer. We got uh toasted ravioli and uh it was pretty good. But overall, I mean, overall, man, I, I was impressed with this pizza place. Uh I mean I I would definitely eat there again. But I mean it's it just has to be like the right place the right time, but I liked it. I mean, I, I it's kind of cool just trying new pizza places. I uh, I'm no, trying to get okay. away from chains.
1: Okay, I was gonna say, Jimmy, you you don't have to talk for everybody. We can we can get yeah. Just have it. Um, how close is it to the new place? Uh, it's about 15 minutes away Dang. from there. That seems far. I thought it like the new. I thought the new. It's place a
2: different though. part of East Memphis. It's okay. it's uh the north. It's, it's in the northeast sections. North. No- it's, uh, north. <laughs> nor-
1: it's north of the Grove, Alex. If you know where the Grove is. Yeah, I do. Not not to be confused with the grove in oxford yeah
3: uh, Holt, can you outdo that um i mean i guess it just depends i did a chain well actually you know what i got another place um yeah. there's this place pretty close to where i've been working the last couple of weeks and uh, it's called kefir's and i've heard about it for a long time but i've never been and uh, it's like a uh i don't know if you call it like mediterranean type food but it's uh they got those you know pita wraps or whatever So, it's, like, pita bread, and then they got, like, all kinds of stuff that they they can put in them. They have, like, all these different options you can choose from. And uh, I got – the first time I went, I got just, like, a grilled chicken. And it was so good that I actually went back, like, a couple days later and got, a uh, like, a BLT uh, with – and then, like, added turkey to it. Mm -hmm. It was really good. And then they they do their french fries. It's really cool because they, they like, cut them up, like uh, – it's basically like a potato, like a whole potato – and they cut it up like vertically, like real thin, but vertically, and mm-hmm. not not horizontally or anything. So it's got like these long, uh, with these long kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. Like they cut them real thin, but they're they're still like really long, like tall and long, if that makes any sense at all. And then they throw them in the fryer like that. So they're not like they're not like regular French fries. They're like you know, like usual size, like your finger or something. Like they're like longer. And, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was really cool. And it's a really cool place. And a lot of people say it's the best place to eat in Jackson. And I've lived here for two years, and I've never been. And I finally went over there, and it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Where – maybe this was, should have been covered on last week. But
1: I don't know if it was this week or last week when uh, – I'm assuming it was you. It had to be you because it was Jackson. Um, Tweeted out the picture of, like, the Thanksgiving in
3: April picture. Oh, yeah, that was a Primo's. Was that that, I, eat, I eat there all the time, yeah. That's a really good place, too. That's just like a your traditional blue plate type place, southern food. I go there maybe like once every couple weeks. Was that this it's really week or good. last week? That was Thursday. This week. So, so that you, was, yeah, so this week. Thanks. It, so you, you, have, little, you have been
1: eating good. Both of y'all are doing really well
3: then. Uh, last week uh, when you're listening, but this week as we're talking because it's technically Sunday. I still count sun- I count Sunday as like the end of the week. Some people count Sunday as the first day of the week, but I think those people are kind of messed up, honestly.
1: I don't. I count it as just the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. There was there's a flashcard back in the day that I got wrong because they said Monday started the first day of the week. And I was like, no, it's actually Sunday. That's when the, everybody recognizes. But then some people say Monday. I don't know. It's a, um, it's a big debate that we should uh, not talk about on this podcast, but um, to each their own, I guess. Um I actually had the post church lunch today of Memphis, <laughs> Memphis Barbecue Company, which JB, you should know about, right? I, I would think. Have oh, you heard
2: Memphis of Barbecue Company.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah, Memphis the, the Barbecue Company. I've heard of it. Okay. Well, I'm not convinced, but there's one. There's one. <laughs> the, the one, yeah. The, the Memphis Barbecue. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah sure. Now it's. Um, <laughs> Is that, is that the place with barbecue that's for Memphis? <laughs> but but uh, there is... Y'all had enough fun? <laughs> almost, almost. Never you get, never I mean, enough Honestly, fun. the problem is you just give us too much ammunition. <laughs> like, every time you talk... I gave you no ammunition. <laughs> there's there's ammunition no ammunition there. there. There's, there's no zero there's ammunition. No there's so much opportunity, JB. There was no opportunity. <laughs> uh, I think we broke hold. We broke hold. <laughs> Um anyway, so JP I J. mean went... it's just it's just
2: called Memphis Barbecue Company. I mean that's all I was saying. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Well there's one in Horn Lake. Is there much is there much
1: Okay, yeah, Horny Lake. Horn Lake. <laughs> God <J>. Horn Lake. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing this on purpose. You got Well that's the problem is I guess me and Hulk can understand like you think he's doing it on purpose, but like I think he's actually messing up like his words. It's just it's just our friend JP. But anyway, I went to the Memphis Barbecue Company today in Dumbuddy. There's two locations, Horn Lake. And Dunwoody, uh, Georgia, which is on the edge of Sandy Springs. Uh, but anyway, it was pretty good, actually. Um, you read the story, it's pretty cool. There's it's a woman who started the company uh, after she won, like, seven or eight barbecue world championships. So she can obviously cook, but she's probably not there cooking my food today. But I got a shit ton of food there today. I got barbecue nachos, um, jumbo pork sandwich, which is a true jumbo pork sandwich. I should have taken a picture of it. Actually, we should have taken a picture of all of our food, but we never did. But so we're gonna describe it here. But it's a huge uh, pork sandwich, barbecue nachos, and then I got three ribs, like the little sampler, which is really good. They are actually, like, literally fall off the bone ribs. So um, can't that's, those are hard to find sometimes, but uh, they were they were quite quite great today. So I don't know if y'all ever come here. We could go there, but we could also go to a lot of different other places. We'll we'll have to play it by mm-hmm. ear. It was pretty good.
2: I'll pass. I've already been to the one in Horn Lake, and I won't go back.
1: Yeah there's there's really nobody that's more of a barbecue snob than you j b <laughs> there's not i mean i guess i'm a barbecue snob just like Ashley's a pizza snob uh i mean i mean she is but she isn't like she'll she'll eat other pizza like she like you'll like refuse to go places because you just think it's like oh it's not it's not central or it's not wherever barbecue shop or whatever' you just, i don't know but anyway. I thought it was good, so I, I thought I should share. But anyway, let's get to the important stuff, which we're about to get to football. One quick question for Holt on this is the weekly podcast question. Is Mississippi State the best baseball team in the SEC Holt?
3: Uh well I don't I don't know. I mean it's it's tough to say. Uh there's so many good teams, just like I said last week, but Mississippi State does bounce back and they swept uh, Georgia over the weekend. Uh, Georgia's been very overrated. Oh, uh, that, all that's, what was, that's what I was. That's
1: why I was wearing Hulk. Because yeah, they high. play.
3: Well, they play in the East, and the East just isn't quite as uh, difficult as the West is. And I just feel like they've had sort of an easy schedule, and they've been kind of the only reason they've really been in the running. I mean, I'm not saying they're not really good. They are really good. And they were without their their best pitcher, their Friday Night guy, who couldn't make the trip uh, due to an illness, or maybe maybe a sore shoulder. Actually, now I think about it. But uh, anyway. You know, I definitely huge series for Mississippi State, but I do think Georgia's just a tad bit overrated. I still think they're good, but not like best team in the SEC good. And as far as you know, Mississippi State, I mean, Arkansas still I think uh, is really tough. Texas A M is is loaded. LSU is you know they're not going to win the SEC regular season, but they have a really talented team. And there's just a lot there's just a lot of competition. Honestly, I, I tweeted that out that question out right before this podcast
1: because I was actually curious because have – for baseball it's like it's just hard to for me to really follow it just because the games aren't on T V as much as they should be or as much as you would want to. They're on the SEC network and you know the SEC tournament will be on TV, but it's like it's harder to follow than baseball and basketball for me at least. Um, so I don't know as much other than like looking at the scores and seeing who's who's winning a lot and who's not. So, um, I would imagine the best SEC teams are either Mississippi State, Arkansas, or Vanderbilt. Um, but you're also mentioning – I mean, I understand how you can mention – because LSU is always kind of scary uh, whenever you play them in the SEC tournament. But you're also saying A M might be one of the best teams, too.
3: Oh, yeah. Texas A&M is, is really good this year. They've uh, – you know, they're just like Mississippi State as far as having, like, two just absolute lights-out starters um, going Friday and Saturday every week. And uh, you know they have a really solid line. kind of just a veteran team. They're just, they're just really, well built and uh, kind of a complete team. So, Texas a and is kind of the one team that you don't really hear a ton of people talk about. But they, I mean, they're really legit this year. Hold, don't get don't go too over
1: or don't take too long here. But tell us really quickly how you missed Jake Mangum's like hit to break the SEC record.
3: Yeah. So over the weekend, uh, Jake Mangum broke the. SEC record for career hits, and the game started at, like, like, I want to say it started at, like, noon, <laughs> and I just gotten home from the gym and just got out of the shower, and the game was starting, and I was like, uh, it was about to start. And, uh, you know, Mississippi State's the home team, so obviously they're not hitting first. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to be back in time for Mangum to break the record, but I'm really hungry, so I got to go get something to eat. So I went over to Raising Cane's, which is literally, like, not even a five-minute drive from my apartment. And somehow before I managed to get back, he got two hits to tie the record and then break the record. So I, I like—I thought I was going to have enough time, but, you know, Bingham was just too good. And what's really crazy, too, is he actually played uh, high school baseball at Jackson Prep, which is, like, right across the street from where I was eating at. Um, that was – a little more
1: anticlimactic than I thought. I mean, I guess I don't know what I was really expecting. I mean, it, it's basically what I didn't expect. You just went to Canes and missed it, basically, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Basically, I just went to Canes and missed it. But was the chicken that worth it? It was. I do love Raisin Canes, but here's my thing about Raisin Canes. So, like, they say it's Louisiana, like, Cajun chicken, but, like, there's no Cajun seasoning on it, like, at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand, like, like, how it's Cajun if there's no, like, Cajun seasoning on it. Like, I mean – they cook the chicken, like, perfectly. Like, it's, like, perfectly, like, juicy and, like, like, moist or whatever, like, on the inside. And then the sauce is, like, really good. And it's got that outside. It's got, like, that perfect, like, fried texture or whatever. Yeah. But there's, like, no – there's no spices in it. So how is it Cajun? I just don't – I don't get that. Well, you got to have some kind of marketing to
1: it. And <laughs> Cajun, I guess, attracts more people than not. Um, Do you get a five? Five piece?
3: I got Kaniac. the Caniac combo. Which is? Which um, is, like, six – Nice. And then I got uh, extra toast and no coleslaw, and then French fries. You you feel like with that you
1: completely canceled out your workout today?
3: Um, yes, pretty much. But it, again, was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it.
1: Moving on, uh, Jeb, you want to talk about Tennessee baseball for thirty seconds?
2: Sure. Uh, they have good pitching. Uh, they got swept by Arkansas. Let's move <laughs> on.
0: <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. Hey, but Tennessee is doing better this year in baseball. Uh, So they're, I mean, the whole SEC is doing better as a whole, especially. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're in position to
2: definitely make a regional Uh, getting swept by Arkansas this weekend. I mean, that probably will take them out of the conversation of hosting regional unless they can really go on a run to finish the season, but
1: they're probably still going to make the tournament and make a regional. So good season for them. (laughs) All right, let's move on to football, which is our uh, powerhouse here. So NFL draft was over. Thursday through Saturday, um, which I'm kind of a big fan of them breaking it up now because it kind of gives it more, gives you more time to focus on each round, uh, or I mean, at least the first round. Um, although it does take a while, so that's kind of annoying, but it, it's also yeah. kind of entertaining at the same time.
3: It's really good, but it doesn't need to be four hours long. Like it could be like they could get that thing done in like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Um, I'll say
1: with um, no, I'll, show, I'll go to JB real quick. JB, uh, how much of the draft did you watch? Let's let's go back. How much of the first round did you watch? Uh, maybe 30, 45 minutes total. Did you see the opening intro at least? I did, okay. yes. Yeah, was... Did it make you want to go to Nashville, or you're like, this is too much. This is too, too crowded now. Do you think – everybody's saying Nashville put on a good draft. I think it did. But, um, I mean, to me, like that kind of – I. Y'all might be a little different than me. Like, when I see big crowds, I'm like, oh, man, this might be a fun night because there's so many people here. But you, I think you might go the other, way, the other way with that and like, oh, it's too many people here. It's, uh, it's too crowded. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, I don't like it when it's that packed on a street like that, when you
0: can't
2: move around, especially when it might take you, like, 20 minutes just to walk from one side of the street to the other. So, yeah, no can do for me. And plus, there was over 100,000 people downtown just for that event alone.
1: Well, like, Nashville is not that crowded. Yes. You know, so the the whole weekend, they, they really did it big this year because um, they had the draft going on from Thursday to Saturday. And then they had like the, the your favorite Luke Ryan and Tim McGraw concerts on different nights. And then on top of that, they had the um, Nashville Marathon this weekend, which that in itself is a huge weekend. I actually went to Nashville last year um, during the marathon weekend, but didn't run. We were going to run, but then I didn't. But we still went for the weekend, and it was very, very busy and crowded just from that weekend alone, So, uh, or just for that event alone. So combining that race with the draft and then, you know, Tim McGraw concert, Luke Bryan concert, it's just going to be crazy. Um, Did it look fun to you, Holt?
3: Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. I was actually kind of sad that I wasn't there. I had some friends that were there, and I actually had one friend who – Lives in Nashville and didn't go, and I was like, "Dude, what's the matter with you? Why didn't you go?" Yeah, um,
1: dude, uh, we'll we'll have to plan a Nashville trip. I'm I'm probably gonna go this year for a Titans game, I think. But um, if you are in the market for a Nashville trip, just yeah. let me know because Na-
3: Nashville's fun. I like Nashville. Dude, Nashville's awesome.
1: Uh, I want to go to a Preds game.
3: Yeah, it's fun. Hockey is so much fun in person. Yeah, like,
1: especially with the um, with the playoffs. Uh, it just gets. I think it's it's a really great atmosphere whenever playoffs and it just gets kind of crazy it's, it's fun it's really fun um which yeah people i guess have said that nashville is the best city in the south i don't know if i completely agree with that but it's definitely one of the best cities i would say
3: they won uh, our twitter poll yeah pretty convincingly too
1: yeah yeah i don't know if that's skewed though but i don't i don't know people and we, we didn't do a true true poll because if you would have really done it right you would think the top cities would be nashville atlanta you could say charlotte depending on where you want to you know, draw your line for the South Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, New Orleans, Birmingham, uh, Memphis. But I don't think Birmingham, Memphis would really get too far. So it'd really be Nashville, Charlotte, Atlanta, Dallas, New Orleans, and maybe Houston. I'd- yeah. When we're talking about like, you know, cities for like maybe like, you know, GDP and
2: all that kind of stuff, I mean, obviously Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville are going to be the best. But if we want to talk about
1: culture then you'd have to include Memphis and New Orleans for that. But So it just kind of depends what you're looking for. Yeah, and then people say, like, Chattanooga or uh, Charleston. And I haven't – I've been to Charleston, but I haven't – I've been, like, through Charleston. I haven't really hung out, but i heard Charleston's really Charleston. And then you could also mention Savannah if you like that. But it's your, whatever your cup of tea is. Um, all right, so, Holt, we know that this year was, like, every year with the NFL draft um, and that the SEC had the most players drafted. Do you know how many SEC players are drafted over the weekend or over the week? Oh my God! Um, and JB, you can, would you think can in If you know it too, 64.
3: i uh, I'm gonna say six. God, God damn it, God
1: JB. Dang, JB. <laughs> JB, did you look it up? No, I already knew that. I, I mean, I follow it. Uh, well, you didn't look it up just now. You, you, you heard about it. like you? So you, you, yes. Were... Okay, yeah. Holt, were you gonna have a guess?
3: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like sixty-three. <laughs> That's pretty that was cool. actually gonna be my guess, and I I did not know how many there were.
1: All right, um, hold on, I'll let you have this one then. The big, uh, the second best or second most drafted conference is what? The ACC? No, Big Ten actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Do you know how many players drafted there, Are you gonna take a guess at that?
3: Uh, like forty five. I
1: don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's 40, 40. Um, I don't even know why they actually keep up with the stat anymore. I mean, I, I guess I understand it because you want to show your SEC muscle, I guess, and flex on all the other conferences. But, like, it's not even really important to me anymore because it's, like – it's like it's guaranteed almost every year. This has happened every single year. So, it's not – I don't know. It's funny when people tweet out that, like, SEC has the most players drafted. Everybody gets all excited. Like, it's something new. It's, like, it's going to happen next year and the year after. And it's just not changing anytime soon, I don't think. Um, so, I'm not too thrilled or excited or – I, I don't really get to – hyped up for that stat um within the sec of course alabama had the most players drafted at 10 um georgia and texas A&M were second at seven and tennessee was last at zero jb what's going on with tennessee tennessee usually has the best draft regardless of how bad they are and how bad their coaches are
2: yeah i mean just a testament of uh, how poorly developed the talent has been in knoxville But next year, they'll have a few guys drafted for sure. But it's definitely a disappointment from the past few years about how poorly the players have been
1: coached and developed and testament about the end of Butch Jones' regime.
2: On the other end of
1: the spectrum, we had Mississippi State have three players drafted in the first round, but still finished eight and five. Um, I think I know the answer to this whole, but how does that make you feel or what's your reaction to that?
3: Well, I mean, all three of those players when the first round were on defense and four of the five players they had were uh, drafted were from their defense. So, I mean, I just think that is pretty much just all the talent was on defense and there wasn't any talent on offense. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of – yeah. I mean, that pretty much tells the story. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know that, like, it's kind of tough for Mississippi State fans. It's kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand you want to be excited about – you know, all these guys getting drafted high and all that stuff, but then it just kind of makes you think, like, man, like, we really blew it with Joe Moorhead last year. Yeah. Um, I think SEC
1: Mike tweeted that, and one of the first comments was, like, yeah, well, until one of them can throw a 20-yard pass, we're not going to do better than 8-5. <laughs> so. Yeah.
3: Well, I it's pretty much right. I mean.
1: Yeah. With that being said, Holt, do you know wh- where or what Nick's, Nick Fitzgerald is doing in the world today? Uh, he signed with uh I looked it up So Tampa Bay yeah, Tampa Bay, and did you know that he is open to playing other positions
3: yeah, they were talking about kind of using him like uh taysom hill with uh the saints, yeah, you know obviously fisher's a really good athlete um have you seen uh maybe like if you haven't watched state play like some of the uh like smaller teams in their schedule like obviously like he never did anything against like LSU or Alabama or anyone like that. But if you watch his highlights against like Texas A and M and Arkansas and Ole Miss and stuff like that, you can really see like when he gets an open field, like he can outrun pretty much. Already. And uh A lot a lot of people really don't uh I guess notice that about him or understand that. But I mean he's a really good athlete and uh he's a really big guy too. He's six five, two thirty five. So really really big guy, really fast and um you know, I think maybe – I don't know how good of a blocker he is. I don't know if he could, like, tackle on special teams. But I think he's just kind of, like, an intriguing guy that maybe they can move around a little bit and see if uh, if they can find a role for him there in uh, Tampa Bay. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Is like, the first position you would think, okay, wide receiver. But then
1: you'd think, like, with his size, he might be a better tight end. But then you'd have to ask about blocking. Uh, but I think that's a really really smart move by him to try to switch it up cause, uh, from quarterback because a lot of people get – headstrong and just think they're only quarterbacks, but um, you could really, you know, prolong your NFL career if you are more flexible with switching positions. Um, there's a lot of people have done in the past, and but some people are also like very stuck on being a quarterback in the NFL. Um, so I think it's good for him. Um, JB, I'll let you take your uh, just initial first, first thoughts on the draft. Uh, overall, you don't even have to talk about SEC or a specific team. Um, but what was your initial reaction on the draft as a whole? Like, do you have anything that you want to talk about specifically? Yeah, one thing that really pissed me off was the ESPN
2: and their coverage of Jeffrey Simmons when he got drafted by the Tennessee Titans. What absolute bullshit that was for them to bring up his incident that happened with him in high school with him uh, hitting a woman that supposedly he was offending his uh, sister and his mother from some woman that was attacking them. And bringing that up, you know, and putting this guy down on the best night of his life. And at the same time, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, the last year, has been nothing but a model citizen for Mississippi State and and the entire program. And to put him down like that on his greatest night of his life, absolute horseshit what ESPN did. So I already didn't have respect for ESPN, but the only reason I have to watch ESPN is because of sporting events that they televise. Other than that, I don't even like to watch that channel.
1: You know, it's, um, it's kind of crazy. Whoever, whichever one of y'all retweeted the Mississippi State video of, like, this is what the reaction should have been. Um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. That did did make me shed a tear when uh, they showed, the like, the real video from Mississippi State. Because it's actually, it's like you can you can almost put yourself in their shoes except for we're not, like, 6'5", 300 pounds and run a 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, but um, you can kind of put yourself in their shoes for a second because you know how much hard work – they've put in to get to this point and it's like they can celebrate. They finally made it to the league. So I think it's great. And, um, I just think it's pretty cool that, um, showing the least Mississippi state showed that video. Um, Holt, did you shed a tear or two?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, obviously like I've followed this pretty closely being like a Mississippi state fan and all that. So really cool to see. And, uh, how do you not tour ACL? Um, you know, he may have gone, like, in the top, like, three or four picks this draft. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that he had that the off-the-field incident and a torn ACL, so he's not even be able to play his rookie year, and he still went, like, kind of mid-first round. Like, that just goes to show, like, how dominant of a player he is. I mean, if he didn't have the off-the-field issue or the injury, I mean, he seriously could have gone, like, in the top, like, one or two picks of the draft. Well, I'll tell you, as a Titans fan,
1: I am really excited to see Jefferson Simmons with the Titans.
3: Uh, yeah, I am, too. Also, also a Titans fan, also excited.
1: There you go. Yeah, I always always wonder about you, whole because you're you're kind of like in the in between areas. Like, I don't know if you're a Bears fan or a Titans fan or
3: no. I, I definitely am not a Bears fan. I, I like I like Bears are fun. Like, I'll pull for them, but I mean the Titans are my favorite team. If anyone is chasing the Titans for my favorite team, it'd probably be the Cowboys just because I just love Dak and I just want him to do well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so
1: um, which we'll talk about Titans in general because they also get eight battle, which I was pretty excited about. Um, but. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, getting him that late when people thought he was top ten draft pick. Same with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, um, they definitely fell, but got drafted a lot. They got the, where the, they were on the mock drafts a lot higher than they actually were drafted. So I think it was pretty good times. The only thing I don't like about Jeffrey Simmons obviously is that um, it's a little risky with the ACL injury, but um, and he's probably gonna have to basically like redshirt his rookie year, but. Um, after that, hopefully he'll uh, step it up and kind of, I don't know if he's going to replace Darrell Casey, because Casey Casey's getting kind of old, but um, at least he can play alongside with Drell Casey, maybe for a year or two. We'll see.
3: Yeah, so, and uh, It's pretty cool that him and A.J. Brown are finally going to be on the same team. Like, Obviously, they played uh, for rival schools in college, but they also played uh, for big rival schools in high school as well, with uh, A.J. Brown being at Starville and Jeffrey Simmons being at Knoxville County. Those are two, like, Real big rivalries. They had a big game their senior year that Knoxville County won, and uh, so they've they've kind of been going head to head for the last like seven or eight years, and they're finally going to be on the same team. Yeah, so this it's pretty cool. This Jeffrey
1: Simmons pick was probably one of, one of the hottest takes for the draft weekend. Um, I listened to a lot of sports radio, and they were talking about it, and then I've listened to national guys talk about it too. Um, the, I, the most common opinion I've heard is that. Uh, most most everybody didn't like ESPN showing the video because it happened so long ago and on top of that it was his draft night so it was kind of bad timing on ESPN's fault and then nobody's nobody's defending what he did uh, everybody's saying you know what he did was messed up and he uh, shouldn't have done it and he's even said that so
3: um, people and then ESPN like I just like I feel like they're just doing it just to stir up controversy like I don't feel like they actually like have any other reason behind it other than like they just they want to get people like Talking about it and get like opinionated and yeah, like kind of stir up like all this stuff for on social media and just to kind of like stir the pot and stuff. I mean, honestly, that's why they do it, in my opinion.
1: My my favorite take is people are saying this whole incident before high or in high school before he got to college is part of the reason why he fell down so far. I mean, he's obviously had the ACL injury too, but they're saying like the combination of ACL injury and then uh, the incidents made him fall down so far in the first round. Uh, but then I've heard other takes where they saying, like, let's not kid yourself. This is the NFL. It's the ACL injury only that made him fall. Like, they're not going to care about, you know, some incident that happened three years ago if his character's good today. So <laughs> I just think it's funny that NFL overall cares about play more than anything else. I just – I don't think that the incident had as much to do with him falling as ESPN is saying. Uh, would you agree with that, J.B.? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, 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 He's not the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I said you have tape me. You're just, you're just you're just laying it up here real quick.
3: <laughs> but there was uh, there was some really good picks in this draft. I thought they were like SEC related. Like, I mean, I don't know how much of this you're planning on talking about, Alex. But I mean. Josh Allen dropping all the way to 7. I mean, I feel like he kind of felt like right in the in the Jaguars lap. I mean, you know, the dis, the disrespect just continues for uh hey, for Josh Allen. It well, just seems like he just can't ever catch a break. You are leading the charge for the disrespect train for Josh Allen.
1: But maybe yeah. but maybe I mean, you're you're kind of coming back on his side um now at least for the draft just the whole season. Um I did meet a Kentucky fan over the weekend, but um he was also he was side note. I met a Kentucky fan. He was talking about Kentucky football, and he he goes to a couple a couple games a year. And he went to Louisville game this year. He's like, Louisville has the best football tailgate ever. I was like, uh, I don't know, but I feel like that's not true. Well, he was also saying that because um, he was he was he's a little bit older. He's going with his son. He's a at louisville and he was saying like yeah there's like this private area where everybody can go tailgate and you can just do whatever you want everybody's just acting crazy and i was like oh yeah i mean it sounds like every single tailgate i've ever been to um yeah. Yeah, i don't know but maybe it just wasn't my experience i mean as a kentucky football fan so we'll see i we don't know for sure but um yeah there were, there are a lot of good picks all we'll um uh, we will definitely cover all of them um but i did want to talk about jeffrey simmons for a second so um yeah, I'm excited the Titans got him. But moving on to other picks, or um, we'll just we'll give it to you. Holt. What's your initial reaction from the draft overall? SEC related. However, you want to do this.
3: Um, I mean, man, it's, it's kind of tough. I mean, I guess it would just had to be the amount of defensive players that went. Um, but I also thought the teams were really disciplined this year and didn't like totally reach for quarterbacks. Aside from the Giants reaching for Daniel Jones at number six, which I did not understand at all. Yeah. A lot of teams were willing to wait on quarterbacks. Like, you know, I thought the Redskins getting Dwayne H- – I think Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback in the draft, honestly. I would opinion. I, I mean, would
1: agree with that, too. I'm not big on Kyler Murray. Everybody's big on Kyler Murray, and I don't know if it's yeah. just because I don't like his size, but I just don't – and then <laughs> I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury's going to do with him. He's probably going to try to run, like, an air raid offense, like, at Texas, Texas Tech, and it's
3: probably not going to win the
1: NFL. But I'm not big on Kyler Murray either.
3: And then no, Drew, Locke, Drew Locke. Drew Lock fell pretty far. Um yeah, no one reached, reached up and and grabbed him. He went number Broncos. forty-two overall to the Broncos.
2: Yeah, another another Elway pick, and that's almost like a bad omen to be picked to, <laughs> in the draft by Elway because every quarterback that Elway picks has been a bust, like Osweiler and Paxton Lynch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm. Who? Somebody on either ESPN or FO Network, or maybe it was on Twitter. Somebody was saying that, like. Drew Locke fell to the second round and I can't even tell if he's disappointed and happy, sad, or anything. He's just showing no emotion. And I just don't like that as a quarterback. Like, I want you to show something. I mean, maybe it's, I guess, be poised, but you just can't. He's just, like, showing no emotion. He just didn't look like he cared at all. So, I guess, the takeaway. So,
3: yeah, um,
1: which I don't know, which is another point I would like to make in general is that people love to do, like, post-draft analysis and say, like, oh, this team won the draft, this team did some stupid stuff, but – you really don't know how NFL team's yeah. draft turns out until three years later. For instance, well,
3: go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the other thing, too, is, like, after draft night, they love to sit there and talk about, like, oh, like, look at all these great picks that this team made. And it's just like, man, this dude hasn't even done anything yet. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, why are you acting like they just drafted someone who's, like, really good in, like, the third round when he went – like, if he went in the third round, then he's definitely not a sure thing. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean – But, th- anyway.
1: NFL, I would say – I would probably say that I think NBA is the easiest draft to project like how good a player is going to be because there's not as much of a transition from college to NBA. Um, baseball, it's like, to me, it's a complete crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get with that. Or like, 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 like a box of chocolate, maybe. You never know what you're going to get. But right. football, it's like in between baseball and basketball. I think it's, a, it's easier to project than baseball for sure because you have three years of data to analyze at least or if not four years. But um, there's there's still a lot of transitioning that goes from college to NFL and, you know, depending on the style of play you play at or style of play you, you played at in college and the style of play you're going to the NFL and then the conference, the teams you play, everything. So there's so much that goes into if a player is good. For instance, a lot of people like to say Daniel Jones was a bad pick for the Giants, which I would agree with too because the Giants had two picks so they could have – traded down at least instead of drafting him with the whatever it was, six pick or whatever it was. I forgot exactly what it was. Yeah, it was six. But – which <laughs> that's part of the reason why um, Josh Allen fell so low um, was that Daniel, they picked Daniel Jones. But they could have traded down to get him. But for whatever reason, if Daniel Jones turns into Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, some – like a great quarterback, then nobody's going to be sitting here three years, four years from now and saying like, man – they really did some stupid uh, picking Daniel Jones there. I mean, was like, man, they knew something that everybody else didn't know about Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be an elite quarterback, but um, you never know. But I just don't think it's going to be a great pick. But you never you – just, I just don't think you can really say a pick is good or bad, I mean, for the most part. yeah. I think-
3: well, I mean, to me, like, it comes down to value. Like, when you're evaluating what happened on draft day, you're thinking about value. Like, did you get value for your pick? Like, the Raiders' first pick, when they picked the dude from the uh, – Fer- uh, what was his name? Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, from uh, – I almost said Colin Farrell. I'm like, yeah. well, that's definitely not right. <laughs> I
1: think I – think But,
3: uh, but he, they could – but what I was going to say is, like, he – like, they pick him in, like, the top, you know, seven or eight picks, whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, all the projections had him going in, like, the 20s. So, it's like, that's just not a good value for a pick. Like, I mean – if you really like him and you can't trade out of that pick, then I guess that's the right decision. But, I mean, I just – I feel like you should draft someone who, you know, g- gives you good value for that pick. You know what I mean? JB, can you tell me who the best defensive lineman was for Clemson? Because I get mixed up.
1: I, I hear different things all the time. Like, I, first I thought Dexter Lawrence was the best one, but then he didn't get drafted high enough. And now this other guy, Colin Farrell, right, got drafted, <laughs> drafted in the first round ahead of Reviser. Can you tell me who the best – Defensive lineman for Houston or for Clemson was well going by last year at the college level. Dexter Lawrence was definitely my favorite of the
2: uh, group that they had on the front four. I mean, I don't know what Holt would say, but I like Lawrence the most.
3: Yeah, what's the third guy's name? Farrell, Lawrence, and what's the other one? Oh man, let me let me get on the
1: Google machine because I don't I don't know either. Um, I just know Clemson had a shit ton of players drafted on um,
3: from the defensive line. Man, I'm just totally drawing a blank. I mean, I'll get it. Don't worry. I- I don't know, but there was a lot of really, just like I was saying, there's a lot of really good defenders in the draft, like, overall. Like, you could tell uh, that was kind of the focus this year. And, uh, you know, it's kind of surprising to see the Ole Miss wide receivers fall. Um, You know, I thought both of them had a chance to go in the first round, but I'm really happy that the Titans picked A.J. Brown because the Titans are my favorite team, and I think that's going to be a good pick. But, uh I think DK Metcalf going to the Seahawks is also, like, a really intriguing fit. And Jimmy, value. I don't know. Value, right? Yeah, good value. But, like, I just I just think that's intriguing. I think he fits what, what they want to do. Because, like, I don't think they're going to ask him to be, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't want to say, like, a complete receiver. But I think they, they're going to want him to use his strengths and, like, run downfield and run past the defense. And, like, they're just going to hit him deep. I don't think. Uh, they're going to ask him to do the same type of things that some other offenses, like if he had gone to like the Texans or the Patriots or something like that, where they have to run all these different routes and stuff. I think the Seahawks offense is more, they get more vertical with their passing game and with Doug Baldwin possibly being uh, retiring. um, I think it could be a really good, really good fit there, JB. I don't know what you think.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if it's the greatest fit, but you know, like you talk like you're talking about with value, like you gotta go with what what's best for your team. So I'd say it's probably good. That's a work. generic
3: answer, JB. I don't like yeah. that. You gotta go with best. it. Is yeah. it is it is? I'm going. Like, Jimmy has Jimmy has like no no opinion on that. Like yeah, you whatsoever. must be
2: you must be eating or like watching something else. No, I'm not. I just don't really have a high opinion of that. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's good. It's okay.
2: It's okay not to have a high opinion of some things. I mean, there's some things I'm more passionate about, like the Jeffrey Simmons thing, but. Overall, like the NFL draft, I mean, if I can be completely blunt with you, both of you, uh, the NFL draft just doesn't excite me that much at all. Like some other people, it's just a draft. There's no sure thing that's going to happen from it.
1: All it is is just hope for a lot of fans. But
2: well, you me, don't
3: even it... have a favorite NFL team. Yeah, yet. you
1: you need to come on the Titans for real. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense for you to be a Titans fan, but you're just not going to do it because you don't. Even have when fans, I did, but... root, even when I did root for teams, like I didn't care what happened in the draft. Jimmy, you, you but you've never rooted for a team. You rooted for Peyton Manning. I did, but uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say I casually root for the Packers, and I actually kind of casually root for the Titans, too, but I'm not like – I don't buy gear for any of these teams, so I just I, – I
1: do like watching the NFL, but it's kind of nice just being a casual observer. Paul, will you wear another man's name on your back as a jersey, or is that, like, too too
3: much for you? I haven't done that in a while. I did – actually, on Halloween, I did wear a Vince Young Titans jersey. That's nice. but That's Halloween. That was – those for halloween so i don't know if that actually counts i don't i can't remember the last time i actually wore like a jersey of like another grown man is it
1: does it make you feel like the way i'm phrasing the question like you're it's weird
3: yeah i think it's kind of weird i think it's kind of you know i don't know it, it just feels kind of childish like acting like another grown man is like your hero or something like yeah well that's know. i
1: mean well then the, then the question is if you watch the draft you see everybody that's goes like completely crazy like the Vikings people, uh, Vikings fans, dressing up as Vikings, like true Vikings and yeah. stuff like that. Is that is that weird too, or is that? No, I mean, I think
3: that's a little bit weird, but I think that's more like passionate.
1: Yeah,
3: honestly, like I just think that's like loving your team. I don't think there's anything wrong with like loving your team. I don't think there's anything wrong with loving a player. It's just, you know, I don't know something about jerseys. Just for some reason, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm not saying like I judge people who wear jerseys or anything like that, but I just it isn't like for me. Like I just think it's kind of, I think it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, was... I
2: quit wearing jerseys in high school. Like, that was the last time I ever wore
3: jerseys for, you, you know, professional throw, throw athletes. Out. You throw them out with the jorts, J.B.? I was <laughs> going to say, you still wear jorts,
1: I don't get it, J.B. <laughs> <laughs> now you're taking a stand.
2: <laughs> yeah, Alex, I still wear jorts. Even at, as a grown-ass man, I still wear jorts. Thanks, Alex, for uh, notifying everybody. I'm really upset with you.
1: <laughs> Damn, J.B. You're getting you're in, you're in too serious on me.
3: I mean, It's, it's just it's just mad because Tennessee didn't get any players drafted.
1: Yeah. Hey, well, I think they're, that's they're, why. they catch them all. They're going to be good next year, JB.
3: So so now he's just he's just going to dog on the draft because none of his players got drafted. That's kind I can't wait
1: until, like the Titans lose to the Colts next year and you're like, "Man, Alex, the the Titans suck again? I'm going back to the Colts." <laughs> I also, hot take here. Josh
3: Josh Dobbs is going to take over for uh, Ben Roethlisberger this year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hot I mean, take he's going to be a
3: Steelers fan. Hey.
1: Also, hot I think. not
3: in your hot take, I guess. Um, no, I mean, I was just—I don't actually think that's going to happen. I was just joking.
0: I
1: don't—I don't like that. the what, what I don't like about the draft is that they have like all these special players in the past, or people come up and announce the picks. What I don't like is every single person that comes up there and announces a pick. None of them can just like say, "Here's the pick." They always have to do some kind of like loud ass like. Stage Like, if you remember, like, Pat McAfee went up there and, like, took it as stand-up night. And, that was like, funny. Talked for, like, ten minutes. And then um, Reggie Wayne talked for, like, five minutes about how much the Titans suck. And I was like, man, just announce the pick. I don't care if we lost you that much anymore. Just just announce it.
3: Oh, just, Dude, that, that does kind of suck. The Titans, like, really struggle against the Colts for some reason. But then they always beat the Jaguars. Yeah, Jack- like, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> the Titans just, like, own the Jaguars for some reason. I have no idea why.
1: Not as much as the Colts on us, but yeah, um, it is. It is where I mean. I'm hoping they can beat them next year, but we'll see. Um, but uh, I got
3: something real quick. Unless are you, are you got something, Alex. I, I got. I got everything. Go ahead. Hold. I was gonna say, that, speaking of the Steelers, did you guys see who they picked in the fourth round? The Steelers. Ooh, I'm about to look it up. Without looking up, no, I don't remember. Uh, anything. Benny Snell from Kentucky. Is that your sleeper pick?
1: Is that what you're telling
3: me? Yeah, I think that's going to be a really good pick. I mean, doesn't he kind of remind you of Le'Veon Bell a little bit with, like, kind of his patience and power as a runner? I just, I don't know. I just feel like he could be a really good fit in that offense. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm not sure. I think I also think running backs are very hard to predict in the NFL for going from college. Yeah. Well I mean if your Jets one in the fourth round, that's yeah. not that's not like your ever Travion Williams went to the Bengals in the sixth I like round that too. I like
1: that pick. That's one yeah. like we, we always we're always on the Travion Williams hype train, so I We
3: do know. love Travion Williams at SEC yeah. slow smokes. Yeah. Um, he was one of our preseason picks who like actually came true. It, so it, it, we'll, we'll forever we will forever be grateful to him for that.
1: David, let's see if you have a you have a stance one I, I hope you do, by the way. Um, we would prefer that rather than yeah. Oh sounds great. <laughs> um Josh Jacobs was the first running back picked with the Oakland Raiders at like twenty three or twenty four, I think. Um is he the best running back in this draft?
3: Um I think so. I, well, I was I can't you. think of I can't think of anyone better. Oh well you didn't I, I thought
1: it did, but that's what I was talking about, JB. JB JB, I'll hold on I'll ask you another question. Don't worry. Go ahead, J B. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think Josh Jacobs is the best one in the draft as far as potential goes. I mean, he's got all the physical tools to be a uh, great running back in the NFL because just his physical abilities uh, translate really well to the next level. So, yeah, I- I'd go with Josh Jacobs. I think he was definitely the best. I, don't- I wouldn't pick him in the first round, though, because I just don't think of if- picking a running back in the first round is just not that great of a value to me because you can always get a great running back in the second and third rounds.
3: I mean, just look at history. Well, the other thing, too, about the Raiders uh, with their position is they – Only have like one running back on the roster right now, which I mean, I know that's not ideal to begin with, but they kind of were in a position where they had to draft a running back at some point. They had three first round picks, but that being said, I do agree with you. I'm not a fan of taking running backs in the first round.
2: Yeah, because I mean, look at uh, Levian Bell, Alvin Kamara, uh, LaShawn McCoy. All those guys were picked in the second round. You can always get a really good running back, you know, second round or even third round. What I'm
1: yeah. nervous about right now is I'm not sure if Leonard Fournette's going to actually be a good NFL player now. Um, and they picked him, the Jags picked him in the first round with like the, it was like a top five, definitely a top ten pick, but I think it was a top five pick um, a couple years ago. And I just, I don't know if he's going to turn out to be anything now. Uh, I mean, part of that could be they don't have a good quarterback, so like they depend too much on him. But um, going back to what you're saying, J.B., is value in the first round, um, you pick Leonard Fournette with the top ten pick, and I don't know if he's turned out to be anything, which I, for one, definitely thought he was going to be the next great running back in the NFL because he just was unstoppable in college for his
3: sophomore year at least. Yeah, well, that's why you don't take running backs in the first round. But, I mean, at the same time, Ezekiel Elliott has been a monster, and, I mean, he yeah. got picks in the first five picks. So,
1: Yeah. But um yeah, I think I think it was cool that Josh Jacobs got picked uh, first and uh, this draft, over especially over Damian Williams because everybody liked Damian Williams better. At least Damian Williams got more carries last year. And Damian know, Harris, yeah, who's Damian Williams? Who's that?
2: He played for State. Yeah, he was a quarterback.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. See, I'm going to mix it <laughs> well, <he> yeah, up. <laughs> he, he did get picked over Damien Williams, too, in fairness. So. <laughs> I
2: was wondering why it took Holt so long. I thought Holt was going to correct him, and then I was like, okay. Well, there's
3: another there's another guy named Damien Williams, too, but I can't remember. I think he's a running back for the <laughs> Dolphins, maybe. I think there might be a running back for the Dolphins named Damien Williams
1: Dude, honestly, as well. you know what's crazy is there's so many – like football players and basketball players, baseball players that you memorize over the years. And it's, it's really crazy if you think about like how you never get them mixed up. I mean, sometimes you do obviously like I just did, but it's like, you can recall so many players, but then like, like, I don't know what the third or fourth element in the periodic table is. That's how it goes. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think it was cool that he got picked over Damien Harris. You know, Damien Harris had uh, more carries last year and was maybe the better running back for Alabama last year specifically. There's a couple of times where I saw Josh Jacobs, and because I don't recognize numbers with players, I thought he was actually Najee Harris because of like how big he looked. I mean, obviously he doesn't look like him with just like the hair and everything, but um, I didn't realize how big Josh Jacobs was. And so, like I saw him last year,
3: run over some people. Yeah, he's definitely very powerful, very quick. Three star. Um, yeah, I mean, really good. But I mean, at the same time, he was by the end of his recruitment, he was getting recruited by pretty much everybody. Like he just kind of. He came on late as a senior, but yeah. once his once his senior film got out there, pretty much everybody was recruiting him. So, yeah, he was a three-star, but, I mean, when you go to Alabama, you weren't under-recruited. Yeah.
1: Oh, do you think A.J. Brown is going to be a better NFL player than Laquan Treadwell?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's not a hard bar to jump over, but, yeah, I think, but, I I mean, think he also, is.
1: going into the draft, Treadwell was hyped more than A.J. Brown, so he could be – Oh, like yeah,
3: Treadwell. 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah, well I just I like AJ Brown um just a little bit better. I think he's a better route runner. I just think he's more of a complete receiver. And I, I just like the way he's built a little bit more. I think he's built to kind of take hits and go over the middle and stuff like that. I think I think he's gonna be really good uh fit with Marcus Mariota. And got uh, the obviously hit. the receiver uh Davis. What's his first name? Is it Corey Davis? Corey, yeah, I got his I got his yeah. I still like him a lot, so I think the Titans actually could have a pretty solid uh, receiving core if Mariota can just stay healthy for once.
1: Yeah. People wanted the Titans to pick uh, Drew Locke or Jerry Center or one of these quarterbacks um, in the later rounds, but I'm okay with it because I, I, I forgot, actually, too, that we picked up Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins after they moved on from him. So, not that Tannehill's great, but I think...
3: That's a good backup, though.
1: that's what I'm saying. I think it's better than depending on a rookie quarterback as a backup, so... I'm okay with that
3: all. Yeah. Well, you got – yeah, well, now you got two pretty good quarterbacks who can't stay healthy, so the odds are one of them will be healthy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: – that's what, that was another take. It was, like, it was it was pretty smart of the Titans to pick up – to back up Mariotto with Tannehill, who, who was never on the field because he's always hurt also. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm overall happy with Titans uh, draft this year.
3: What about uh, um, Stidham, though, with the Patriots? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was actually trying to think about who the Patriots
1: because I was trying to tell my lady that the Patriots uh, I think they picked a quarterback and I forgot I forgot who it was because I didn't look it up. But like I was I was thinking like it was a good situation for the quarterback because he didn't, there's no pressure on him to start right away and maybe he can backfill or replace Tom Brady whenever Tom Brady decides to retire in ten years from now, whenever that is. So
3: yeah, well I think Stem kind of fell a lot this year. Uh, I mean, obviously he had a rough year, but the offensive line was. Pretty terrible. I I think he he got put in some really bad positions, and coming into the year, I think some people are talking about him maybe being like a first round pick. Yeah. So I think it's kind of you know kind of interesting to see uh, to you know how he develops. Obviously, you know that offense. It seems like whenever they bring a backup in, they're always really good, and they just get traded somewhere else and don't do anything. So maybe he'll be the one that they can hang on to, and uh, he'll finally be around when. Tom Brady, or he'll be around when Tom Brady finally retires, just ready to take the job. I
1: still like, believe it or not, I still like Stidham better than Drew Locke. I, I actually, I mean, I really don't like either one one of them now, because Stidham reminds me so much of, um, God, what's his name? Um, who? David, help me out here. Who's the LSU? Well, who's the LSU quarterback that was uh, had a cannon?
3: Zach Mettenberger. Yeah,
1: Mettenberger. That's who. Sit. Reminds me of. Although his arm's not as strong as Mettenberger's,
3: but yeah, and he's more mobile. More mobile, but though, like I guess, and he's not as big. Well, some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, they're the exact same. Oh, the, the interception! The interception.
2: <laughs> he doesn't need as much. He doesn't,
3: yeah. he doesn't get into random bar fights. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Menberger supposed to he, be didn't, he didn't lose the starting job to Aaron Murray Menberger was supposed to be the future for the Express, right, Jimmy?
3: He was He was supposed did to be you the guys, for Georgia Did you guys hear that uh, What It was like the fourth quarterback for Memphis They got like an NFL deal The Silvers guy They had Manzel, Mettenberger, and Hattenberg And Silvers And out of those four quarterbacks, Silvers was the one Who got like an NFL deal this year Oh, really? No, I didn't know that Yeah <laughs> this, I mean, It's just kind of crazy They had like Three big name quarterbacks And then the one No one's ever heard of Is the one that Got back to the NFL It's just kind of funny But Anyway yeah. We don't have to talk about The Memphis Express anymore Well hold on JB You never saw Johnny
1: Manziel in Memphis Did you? Like Besides the one game He went to
2: No Because he only played
1: For Memphis I think In Memphis
2: One game And that was the final game uh, He was probably Memphis For like a month He probably
1: Memphis For like a month No two, two weeks. weeks You never You never spotted him At Brookhaven Never. yeah I already I heard he was also going to um, Rayford's. I heard that too but I think that's a joke <laughs> It'd be pretty funny if he was there but yeah um, it's so long to his career all right I think it's time Holt for rapid fire the favorite part of the show for some listeners um, Holt is really fired up for this one uh, because he is prepared
3: am I right Oh very right are you did you prepare at all? Are you relying on me?
1: Oh, I was more relying on you, but I can I can add some questions in here.
3: Well, I mean, I just always think it's fun if there's two people asking questions. They just one it kind of mixes it up a little bit, makes it more fun. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Mm. Let me think for a couple of seconds. I think I got
1: some, but like I just I, the problem is I don't.
3: I mean, I can I can just start asking, and then yeah. if you want to jump in, you can go ahead, JB. But you... JB's JB's on the hot seat today. Yeah. Well, and JB, you have to agree
1: to play along a little bit here. I know you're. Uh, might be a little more reserved, but you have to play
3: along to some extent. We'll see. Let's go. Um, not feeling- All right, Jibby, are you ready? Alex, are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Jibby?
2: H let's go.
3: Would you rather be bald or always have a terrible haircut? Uh,
2: let's go with a terrible haircut. I'd rather have a full head of hair.
3: If you were a major league baseball player, what position would you play and what number would you be?
2: I would be a third baseman and I'd wear number 15.
3: If you could go to any SEC school as a student, which one would you pick? Uh, I'd go with Auburn. Ooh, ooh. Follow-up question why, sorry.
2: I uh, like the uh, family atmosphere they have at Auburn. I uh, like the campus. I uh, like the uh, town. Uh, Summers Corner was a really cool district. Uh, I like the uh, Sky Bar that we went to, and I don't know, just something about the uh, Auburn fa- fan base and the students. Uh, they, some people like to say they're obnoxious, but I just don't find them as obnoxious as other people well, find every, them to be. Every and, fan base is
0: obnoxious.
2: So. I mean, I got, there's a lot of pride at Auburn, too. I, I feel like Auburn doesn't have as many bandwagon fans as the other school in that Would state. Would you go
1: to Auburn and be a Tennessee fan? No. Ooh, that'd be tough. That'd be a whole different perspective for me to view as an Auburn fan, not as a Tennessee fan.
2: I think most people, you know, they go to an SEC school and they may have been a fan of another SEC team, if, you know, during their growing up years. But then once they go to that SEC school, that's their adopted school for the rest of their life.
1: It's hitting close to home, there. <laughs> sounds like someone I know. Yeah, sounds can't can't believe. Oh,
2: it's not it's not it's not just this one person I know, but I think that goes for a lot
1: of people. Well. Yeah, I mean, what I was going to say, whole you know people, actually, that were fans of other schools before they got to State and never changed. We're still fans of the other school, right?
3: Yeah, well, that's how my dad is. My dad grew up an Alabama fan. He went to Mississippi State, and he stayed an Alabama fan. Okay, continue, hold. JB, what's your favorite beer?
2: If we're going domestic, I'll go with uh, Coors Light. Well, actually, for domestic, light beers, Coors Light. Domestic, regular beers, uh, Yingling. Craft beer, uh, Wiseacre, uh, Tiny Bomb.
1: Yeah, prepare for this one. Well, hey, JB, where does where
2: does Modelo sit on
1: this spectrum now?
2: Modelo uh, is pretty high for a, uh, you know, foreign beer. I like it,
1: imported beer. Excuse me, I like Modelo. I like it more than Corona. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. That's why I was wondering if it jumped over for your like number one. Yeah, drink. if I'm if I'm going, yeah, if I'm going to the beach, I'd rather have Modelo than
2: Corona. I think Modelo has a little bit better uh, taste than Corona it has a little more of a crisp, uh, smooth uh, finish to me. Hold, dude, I'm not big on Corona. Hold, yeah,
1: dude. Either one of those beers make you more of a man.
3: Uh, I mean, cr- Corona makes you definitely less of a man, but Modelo's fine. Yeah, I don't I hate it. All right, JB, would you rather have $100,000 or a 50 50 shot at a million dollars? Give me $100,000. Mm, I would agree with that, actually. All right, screw Mary yeah. Kill, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. Mm, I see where you went there, Holt. <laughs> Repeat that. R- screw Mary Kill, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. Kill, please. Okay, which one? All of them. (laughs) That's not how you play, (laughs) (laughs) Debbie.
1: Debbie, we're gonna send you a Wikipedia on this. You, I said kill. Debbie, let me walk you through this. Um, Screw Mary, (laughs) kill you. You pick one for each girl, so you screw Rihanna, Mary, Nicki Minaj, kill Beyonce, but you can flip it around. does that makes sense. So wait, I would... um, I'm gonna play the fifth on that one then, because I
3: really don't want any of the three. <laughs> Dang, that's yeah. Would it just be like zero fun? Yeah, that's zero. JB, no, I just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, rejecting. okay, yeah, okay, all right, fine. Yeah, just don't play just, long. Just it's fine. Reject- it just don't I'm play just long. Rejecting. Just don't play long, JB. Just
1: don't play long. JB, I'm would just, you? Would you rejecting. rather? Would you rather one run one mile or walk five? Uh, let's walk five.
2: I think you get you get you burn more calories walking five miles than running one mile.
3: Yeah, totally true. Speaking speaking of calories, if you could make three foods zero calories, what would they be? Like what three uh, foods would one, you make zero calories?
2: Definitely uh, buffalo wings for sure. Uh, do burgers as well. That's two. Third one, I'd make pizza.
3: Yeah, I think pizza has to be one of them. I would say pizza, ice cream, and French fries. Those would be my three. Jebby, over or under? Uh,
1: the number is two, um, and the question is, how many people you Facebook stalk a day? Under.
3: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, I would say I, I. I mean, me myself, I probably get up to like four or five a day, probably. And I don't even get on Facebook. The only reason why I, don't you? Th-
3: only, sorry, go ahead. The only reason why I
1: get on Facebook is because like I'm curious about somebody, like what they're doing. Where they're at, and like that's about it. Like I, I don't, I don't get on Facebook like for myself. Like I really don't like statuses. I just like to see people, uh like where they are in life, basically. Not like that I'm comparing myself to them, but just wondering what they're doing, if they're still in Memphis
3: or if they're somewhere else. JB, who's your least favorite country singer? Luke Bryan. Thought so. Can you can you
1: still be a a man and listen to Luke Bryan? No. can you still can you still be a man and listen to Vanessa Carlton while drinking Modelo yes (laughs) (laughs) dang Luke Bryan is down down there man
3: I can't believe it JB what what movie made you laugh the hardest the first time you saw it god that's a hard one Um, I'm gonna have to go The Hangover
1: oh The Hangover I I know what I would say for him
3: I would also say The Hangover.
1: Oh, really? I would I would have said Borat, if you remember that. Yeah, Borat. I mean, to me, Hangover, Borat. Um,
2: what's the other movie I'm just thinking of? Another movie that's of uh, that same spectrum. I can't think of it. Dang it. Uh, definitely Borat and Hangover, but I, I'll go with Hangover. Oh, were you with us watching Borat?
1: I think so. Man. <laughs> so watching Borat with, with y'all, I guess. It was so funny because I was sitting next to JB, and like, there there would be some joke, and like everybody would laugh, I would laugh, and then JB would start laughing, and then he'd like look over at me and like, "Hey, what'd they say?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: And it's surprising. Like, we saw this as a freshman in high school, and they actually allowed us in the
3: movie. We never had any issues. Uh, well, I'm
1: pretty sure we didn't just, like, go there and get a movie ticket. I think we probably had to get somebody
3: to get one for us. I think that's the how. No. No, no oh, yeah, no. we did used to do that, didn't we? We used to get someone else to go buy tickets, like, ahead of time.
2: Yeah, Wasn't that Brad that do it? Brad would do that, right?
3: Yeah. I think we got a few people to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I remember Brad doing
3: that. Shout out to Brad. Course. Brad was <laughs> the
0: only
1: one that didn't complain about bringing us home.
3: No, and he also does our intro and our outro, so he's pretty much the best.
1: Yeah, he's the reason why we're all here today. Be rad from the Boo.
3: We, we'd, be, we'd be stuck in the movies. It's the Malcolm movie theater, so. That's right. <laughs> right. right. He picked us up at Sonic that one time. Remember that? I don't remember that. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, I don't know. But... JV remembers everything, but apparently Actually, no, not.
2: I, no, wait, wait, no. I think I do remember that. Wasn't uh, Alex Ferrara with us that night? I have no idea.
3: Yeah, that knows. that I don't remember. I
2: just gave out his <laughs> name. I'm sorry for
1: getting rid of his privacy. I was gonna say, I don't name drop like
3: you yeah. do, JB.
2: You,
1: you call everybody's girlfriend and everything. You're like, you just say everything. I don't name drop like you do. But anyway, um, JB, water slides or roller coaster? Water slides. Water slides or go karts? Go karts. Bungee jumping or roller coaster? Roller coaster. Bungee jumping or skydiving? Bungee jump. <laughs> Are you more scared of spiders or heights? Heights. Are you scared of anything more than heights?
2: No. Yeah.
1: That's what I figured.
3: Alex, how come you got like all these questions when JB's on the hot seat, <laughs> but like when I, it's my turn, you just act like you never well, had a question before? I also like, think
1: like you you have good questions that made me think of other questions. I think that's probably the main driver there.
2: I all think right. y'all just like asking me questions more because y'all think I have. I'm just naturally funny. I'm going to always had good Yeah, yeah you're, right? you're
3: freaking hilarious, JB. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah.
2: JB, JB
3: what's one of your guilty pleasures?
2: Uh, Taco Bell. No,
3: far. I mean like a – Yeah. No, I mean like something you're like kind of embarrassed about, like that you love. Something you love that like that- you're not – you're maybe a little embarrassed that you love. Does it look Brian?
2: Uh, I kind of like chick flicks. I like some chick
3: flick movies. Like, like, give me an example. Legally Blonde, mm-hmm. Mean Girls. Well, Legally Blonde is good. I, I don't really consider that a chick flick, but yeah, me, like me, I, Mean I, Girls I, is definitely a chick flick, though.
2: Yeah, like I like I like some good chick flicks, like Legally Blonde, uh, Mean Girls, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, movies like that.
3: All right, uh, we kind of already talked about this, but Atlanta or Nashville? Mm, that's a good question for JB. Are you
2: asking yeah. me? Okay. Uh yeah, let's go with Nashville.
3: <laughs> Who do you think I'm asking, J V?
2: Well, like I heard I heard Alex like that'd be a good question for J V, like uh like sarcasm, but yeah,
3: that's I'll say Nashville. Alright. Would you rather be a master of every musical instrument or fluent in every language? Let's go
2: fluent in every language. I'd rather be able to communicate with everybody in the world. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: I think that's the right answer,
1: too. That'd be be great. Like, you talking Chinese to people, like, solving world relations. (laughs) Y'all got five guys? All right. All right. Uh,
3: Would you rather have a lifetime free pass to any theme park or a lifetime of free fast food? Lifetime of free fast food. So then I can just eat, you know, for
1: free the rest of my life. Autographs or pictures with celebrities? Pictures of celebrities. Who's the one celebrity you'd like to meet? Dang, that's hard. Um, Let's go
2: with uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, you. That's a, yeah, that's what I was figuring, too. That's, hey, nothing wrong with that. I met him. I met him, JB, actually. You yeah. did. He uh, he walked right by me in the Grizzlies game about a couple of months ago. Walked right you by You must me. be Tinder kick of Memphis. So glad to see you.
1: <laughs> Listen to the podcast every week. It's great. Gotta, gotta say you got to have more of a stance, but we love it otherwise. Me and me and Heather what's, – what's his, what's his wife's name? <laughs> me and Heather listen to it all the time.
3: In our Buick, <laughs> eating our Papa John's. <laughs>
2: well, you know he sold his Papa John's. He probably switched to Pizza Hut or something. And he probably went to, yeah, probably got to high point that.
1: now, JB. He could go to high point. You know, he is in Memphis a lot. Yeah. He probably doesn't like Memphis as much as everybody thinks he you does know? because he owns the Grizzlies. I don't think he likes it.
2: And he kind of has to like it because his wife's family's from Memphis.
1: Chattanooga or Knoxville, JB? Knoxville. Have you been to Chattanooga? Yeah. yeah, plenty of times.
2: Really? Yeah, I've been there probably about three or four times in my life. I like it. It's it's a really cool downtown area. Uh, there's this really cool brewery downtown called Big River Grill, uh, Brewing, Brewery Company.
3: Really good stuff there. JB, if you won the lottery, yes. what would be your first purchase? A house uh would you rather would you rather win $10,000 or Alex win $100,000? Mm, mm, that's a good one. And that that's for you JB.
2: That is a tough one because Alex is greedy <laughs> and I feel like Alex would not Alex would not give me more than 10,000 so I'd rather go 10,000 for myself.
3: <laughs> no, come on. Come yeah, on. but that's also zero for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I'd rather have—I'd rather have myself. You're talking about you're talking about Alex being greedy and selfish. <laughs> yeah, I think the
1: theory, actually, y'all think I'm, cause, like I'm the money guy. But like, y'all saw y'all saw I beat up those people in Atlanta last night.
2: <laughs> I'd rather have ten thousand dollars in my pocket than have Alex have hundred thousand dollars in his pocket that he's not going to give to anybody else except keep for himself. <laughs>
3: Invest all of it. That's
1: exactly what I was thinking. I was like, JB, well, you, do you think like I.
3: Alex is like, Alex is going to invest all of it and be like, yeah, no, I'm going to retire two years, or, two years earlier. <laughs> 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 Just count, count, count down until I get to 63.
0: Yeah. I
1: only have to work.
3: Before so I could finally spend all
1: this, I <laughs> have to work 17.3 more years.
3: <laughs> all right, that's all I got.
2: Yeah, we're at 69 minutes now, so that's the right amount of time, right, Hulk?
3: about just about <laughs> if only if only minutes didn't stop at 69 we could get to 69 minutes and 69 seconds but that would be like seven minutes and nine seconds so it wouldn't work or 70 minutes and
1: you know nine seconds
3: 70 yeah, yeah whatever whatevs math uh, is stupid
1: <laughs> all right until next time people um can't wait for the next rapid fire questions we have but uh thanks for hanging there this long we'll see uh i guess next
3: week right Hold maybe I hope so. Are you guys down? I'm always down. Oh, actually. Might be recording from the new house in Memphis next Sunday. Who knows? Ooh, I do have a wedding next week. Next week is Moral Day, so I might have time
1: on Monday. We'll see. Oh, hold on. No, are you coming here next weekend? No, it's not Moral Day Monday. It's actually next, not next week, but I am I do a wedding together to next week, but we'll see.
3: Uh, you coming to town next weekend, halt, sir. It, it's a possibility. We'll see. Nice. All right.
1: Peace out, fellas. Peace.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend, because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.